When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Let my heart to the Zappos Bound case And I saw my soul with my You can actually replace the case end with Lee Wren. He's our, our next guest here. I'd like to say I meant to do that. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know. I could tell by the way your eyebrows went that you didn't mean to do it. Uh, always at this time of the show on a Thursday, Trot's Life on SEN Track, uh, Jamie interviews um, a special guest from Tasmania. I welcome you. you in. How are you, Lee? No, he's literally just dropped off the line as we uh, welcomed him in. So that always ends well, We'll give it another crack. Yeah, let's give him another crack. And see if we can't. Uh, I won't. I won't mention who, but uh, somebody just heard the chat about Jack Lauren was. Uh, we're agreeing with us, I think, Jamie. There on the message. So um, yes, oh, that's good, mate. Lee speaking. We've got Lee, Lee back now. Maybe when he heard Lee ran instead of K Sandy, but he, he said, "No, nah, that's it. I'm jumping off the line." Um, we're about to welcome him in, and then I'll hand him over to you, Jamie. But first of all, are you with us now, Lee? Yes. Great to have you there, mate. Now, I'll hand you over to Jamie Cockshot. He's going to be really interested about one horse in particular, I think, uh, at Lonnie, but I'll let you two get into conversation. Jamie, take it away, mate. How you going there, Lonnie? Good, thanks. Yeah, we had a bit of a catch-up yesterday, mate, because, honestly, I won't say... I didn't know much about you when you got back into the trots. It'd be, what, four or five years? Or probably three or four years ago you got back into it, mate, after a, a pretty lengthy absence? Yes, probably uh, three years, two to three years, yeah. I think it's two seasons we've been yeah. back in now. Yeah, no, that's all right, you know. And um, So we'll just touch on, you know, like um, we touched on yesterday about your early time in the game and, and all that as, as a young fella and you, you've been a bit of a journeyman. So so just you know, let, let the listeners out there just give them a bit of a background on on your um, your road to to the industry and you know, and a bit about yourself and you know and why you're back into the game now at um, the tender age of, of your mid sixties. Um, yeah, I started um, going out the beach with my father many years ago. Out when you could work horses on Pardo, go on to Pardo Beach. You can't get on there now, but you can get on to Moorlands. Um, and um, just family circumstances and. Uh, I've had, I've got seven children, so bringing them up and uh, went out of the industry for a while because of the financial uh, situation, and then um, decided to uh, bite the bullet and come back in because still had a lot of our. I've probably got a 50 old bits of dad's hanging on the wall, and uh, I've always had a love for it, and I followed it, so I decided to uh, to get back into it. 
My son Dane yeah. probably is the biggest influence. He was always uh, reasonably keen to have a go at it. Mm. And you did mention uh, yesterday that your dad, um, he had a horse back in his early days, I think uh, it was called Stuart John, that um, he won a couple of races, but with the prize money and from those races and a bit of money on the punny, it was able to set him up for life, buy a couple of properties with the um, the prize money and the winnings. Yeah, he won a heat and final at Smithton in the pounds, shillings and pence days. And I think it's got <laughs> in the paper, it had the... The bookmakers, uh, what was all the bets that were on, and I think there was £2,800 came out of the ring, uh, which was a considerable amount of money back then. And he did say to me when I was older, because I was only a, a, a little boy then, he just said that he had a, enough money to buy a house and two blocks of land. So, um, yeah. and then he won another, I noticed another clipping where he won a double at uh, Burnie. But, uh, so it's a long time since Smith and uh, Trots have, uh, have been on. No, that's for sure. And, you know, like, um, as a teenager, you, you just packed up and moved to the mainland with your father. And, um, like you mentioned, he, he was a bit of a hotel. He had a couple of caravan parks, a, a couple of pubs managed and all that sort of stuff. And that that actually led to you uh, representing New South Wales in the Under-17 Chill Cup, um, AFL football style back in the day. Yeah, we went to live in Aubrey Wodonga in about 1968. Dad had bought a new Kingswood and uh, a... An 18-foot caravan, so he put four kids in the back of the the Kingswood with no seat belts, and, and we went on a bit of a holiday, and we never came back. <laughs> so um, all of a sudden, I yeah, fronted up to North Albury High, and uh, ended up playing footy for Lavington, and was very lucky to get uh, picked in the Teal Cup side, which is uh, similar to the Devils of today. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, after that, you know, you, you I think you was in your, your mid twenties. You hit. You packed up and come back to Tasmania, is that right? Yes, came back to Tassie and um, the building industry is pretty flat. I picked up a job as the manager at uh, City Limits Nightclub and befriended a, a friend of mine who has always been involved in the horses with me, Murray Bryan, has just passed away. And um, he always sort of was at me to get back into it as well. And, um, and then he... Uh, he started a few bakeries, and I often worked with him when he was short of staff. And you sort of try and turn your hand to anything. Uh, and then the building wow. industry picked up here, and I went back on the tool. So, yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll just touch on Murray for a moment. As you said, Murray raced a few of your horses with you, and um, I think he's in the ownership of Pardo Plugger. Is that right? Pardo Plugger. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He came yeah. along and said, "If you want any money, please." Um, he helped us buy our first horse float and first cart to get back into it, and uh, and then bought a share of plugger. Yeah, and and when he won, and the, had a um, pretty good ride. Yeah, and, uh, and he, when he won the Raider Stakes, he, or was it, it would have been last season? Yeah, last season that would have been a, a massive night for all involved, and and just a, a great reward for you know your decision to get back into the game. Yeah, we um, it was a pretty. Um, Pretty hard horse to train initially, and uh, but we got him settled, and um, he showed a lot of potential on the track. He was running some pretty quick sectionals, and um, we took him up, and he trialed 159 over a mile in his first trial to qualify, and then he uh, had a bad draw at Hobart, and um, false start, and he pulled his way out of that race, and then I put him in the heat of the Raider Stakes and he led and won that, and then we fronted up for the final with a pretty poor draw, and 
he was laughing on the home turn and swooped round and beat them. So it was um, it was a fantastic night. And that was with um, Benny Parker in the gig too, wasn't he? He drove him in the Raider Stakes night. Yes, Benny uh, yeah, Benny Parker. Dane had played football with Benny at Wesley Vale and won a premiership out there. And he just we sort of didn't know many of the drivers and things, so we put Benny on and. Um, he was good enough to get him up for us. Yeah, and I remember the night. I remember the night well. Uh, we'll just touch on Dane. As you mentioned, he's, he's pretty passionate, and that's, I've had a bit of correspondence with him. And I'll touch on Dane and your other children. You said you've got seven, and you've been married twice, but they're obviously um, you know, very close to your heart and, and, and been you know, a big push for you to keep going at, at your age and trying to be successful because you're that passionate about the industry. And... Um, so just mention a couple of your kids for us, and just give us a bit of a background. A bit of a background. Um, well, my younger son Jack, who was um, he represented Tassie in under fourteen soccer, and was in the main team, the main senior team around Tassie uh, when he was fifteen. And um, in the in the soccer, you sit on the bench a fair bit when you're a fifteen year old. So he decided to have a crack at footy and. He played in a premiership with Denbourne under 18s when he was 16, and and then the Devils picked him up, and he had a, a couple of years in the program. Uh, COVID buggered the last year, and he's currently playing under Mav Weller at Penguin in the senior. Uh, they're in a final on Sunday, so I'll be going over to that, and then rushing back and taking off to Mowbray to race the horses. Um, my other daughters are all um, married. I've got uh, 16 grandchildren. Uh, so hopefully I've got a couple of red-headed grandsons I'm hoping will come into the industry as well. Mm. Jack's a bit tied up with footy at the moment, but once he's finished, I'd like him to come into it as well. Uh, yeah. That'd be great, mate. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's good getting a bit of a background about yourself for the listeners out there, because as you know, I didn't know much about the background. That's why I wanted to get you on, mate, so we could all find out. But we'll touch on the horses that you've got on in this week, mate. You've got you've taken three to the track at Launceston on Sunday night. We'll start off with Aussie Rock. Um, who was your first? She was your first winner when you got back into the game. I can remember her leading all the way at Mowbray. I think Toddy Ratro was in the gig and she won at twenty six dollars. Yes, it was. Uh, that was another good night. We took Pardo up uh, to qualify and he, he won his trial and um, one of the stable. Uh, one of the owners, Andrew Harding, said to me, Did, does uh, Aussie train with Plugger? And I said, yeah, she's she's not as quick as him, but she's not too far behind. So he went and put some money on her and she saluted. Unfortunately, um, we got a... Uh, uh, I'd put a heap of new posts in and they chewed the uh, the posts and got a uh, high, high uh, arsenic level. So we lost that race, but um, it took us a couple of months to get back on our feet and get going again. And... Um, I think she won five in a row there at one stage for us. Um, yeah. It was uh, identifying her weaknesses. When I did the advanced Sableland ticket in 2013, uh, the lady that ran the course, she sent me a audio of Alan Davies, and he said, don't train a horse to its strengths, train it to its weaknesses. And Aussie's the most clean-winded horse I've ever had and, and got the lowest resting heart rate, and... Uh, so all I've done with her is give her a sprint program, and she's thrived on it. So on Sunday night, she's in race six. She's drawn barrier three. She got, you know, the scratch and Murray's in emergency scratch, and so she can get across equity stride early. You know, she loves to lead. This is a, a rising class, but if she loves on top, she's definitely going to give them something to chase. 
she gives 100% every time. She's the most honest, uh, wonderful-natured little mare. Uh, she'll really... Um, she should give a bold showing. Yeah. Well, She's trained on, so I'm... Yeah, we'll move over to race eight now, mate. You got Pardo plugger in a stand. Um, I reckon this is you put him in this race just to try and teach him to settle a bit, especially drawing off the thirty metre line because he can get a bit keen in his races. But I'm sure if um, Charlie Castle get him to settle, he's not bad at some small chance, even though it's only over twenty two hundred metres off thirty metre back mark. Yes, that's the reason we've sort of. Now that the, he's getting down, he's a 70-class horse, uh, we're looking to sort of try and get him to settle a bit, and um, he's got this wonderful uh, two-furlong sprint he can unload on, and so we're um, not really worried. It's just a, 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 you know, something for him to get a bit of experience and, and try and finish off his races. Like he did in the later um, stakes, if we can replicate that, we'll leave the chance. Yeah, for sure, mate. Then we'll touch on the, the one that I really like, Get Home Roy. Um, we've talked about him a fair bit. Like he did set the the um, the rumours buzzing when he trialled back in the, his early days. He ran some cracking times at the trials, but he just didn't put together a race day because of some you know minor issues. But he resumed the other week. Charlie settled him back last, and he pulled him outside, and he rounded him up. We win the space of two hundred metres and raced away for an easy win. He's going to, have to do similar again this week from the draw, but. You know, it just looks like young Charlie's got the, you know, just got the knack with the horse now, and um, all he's got to do is I reckon he can round him up again. Yeah, he's good enough to uh, trial him for us when we brought him back for after eight months from a spell, and um, Charlie's a really uh, sensible driver and looks after the horse. So um, yeah, that's our, our thoughts there. Uh, he's trained on from his last win. Um, they ran their last couple of furlongs in 27 and a half up there at his last win, and that was what the free-for-allers went. And he did it and recovered really well. So I can't see any reason we can't do that again. Uh, so, so out of the three of them, mate, which one are we going to put our few dollars on for the punters out there? Aussie oh, Rock has probably got to be the best this year. I bet she's in very good form. I think her last four starts has been a... A second, a first, a third, and a first. So, um, and she's um, licked the bin. So I can't see why she wouldn't. She would be. But she's probably not going to be the odds. Plugger's um, probably an each way bet because he'll be longer odds. And uh, I think Roy will be fairly short as well. I'll but be... they're all in good federal, and um, I'm going there with the you know and you know, confidence that they'll go well. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, two, hopefully, two of them go well there, Jamie. One for you and uh, and one for Lee. It's been a great chat. Thanks for joining us, Lee. Thanks for having me. And good on you, Jamie. Great Thanks, to chat mate. with you, mate. And we'll uh, we'll catch up again next week. All right, Jay Bond. There is Jamie Cox, Shadow, and Lee Ram. We're going for a break. Come back to short little stand just to come on this Thursday edition of Trot's Life on SEN Track.